Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I give a tribute to the moms out there. And I know this can be an especially tough day. I understand that. Uh, some of our moms have gone on to be with the Lord, while others may not have been that mom that you and I wished we could have had. I get it. How many would agree with me that life is not fair? Life is not always fair, but I can tell you this one thing. You would not be here today if it was not for a special woman. And I can go on and on about our mothers, and I'll try to keep this brief today, but a mother's love is special. There's something about a mother's love. And you, as I mentioned, may not have experienced that growing up possibly. And you saw that in other families and longed for that. Maybe here today you're longing for your mom's voice, just to hear it one more time. I just want to remind you today that one day you may see her again in heaven, amen? You may see her again, amen? Uh, those that are believers in Christ and, and, and mothers, as I speak to you today, really what I want to talk to you today is about the message that you need, you need to be passing on to your children and grandchildren, Amen? Moms especially. I'm going to start off with 25 things mom, moms need most. And every mom is going to say amen to every single one of these, I guarantee you. Listen to these 25 things. Number one, they need a sanity check. Number two, to know that I am normal. To know that I'm a good mother. Acceptance. Encouragement. Support. They need time. Time with my husband. Time off. Time alone. Time with God. Patience. And I heard a big amen. Amen? amen. Patience. 13. More energy. A break. A nap. Adult conversation. Because we're always busy with the kids. Where moms are. A best friend. Someone to understand how I feel. A housekeeper, a secretary, a nanny, a dishwasher that loads itself, a vacation in Cabo. Oh, sorry, that just slipped out. Friends. And then finally, to know that being a mother is important. And I don't mean to say that these are the only things that a woman does. No, 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 no. You're, you're missing the point. But in our generation, moms are the ones that get left with a lot of these tasks. Could be some of you dads that did all these growing up with your children. But unfortunately, the, the reality is a lot of women get left behind. A lot of moms get left behind with these tasks. And every one of you women here today know when I hit one of those, you, you're like, yeah, that's me. Amen. I need patience. I need energy. I need a day off. I need a week in Cabo. Whatever it may be. But a mother's love, I want to talk to you today about the significance and the importance of being a mom, not only to your generation, but this and this generation, but for the generation to come. I always say this because I, I want to acknowledge there are ladies in our church that may not be moms. They are married, but they're, they're not moms. But let me just remind you, you have significance. You have influence. 
And I may not be talking to those that are seated here, but maybe you're watching us online right now. You may not have children yet, but just know that you have influence upon children, upon young ones, whether it's your nephews, nieces, little brothers, little sisters. You have influence just like a mother. Amen? And that is probably one of the most important parts of having influence is to be able to impart into a younger generation. Let's take it back to Genesis. When Adam and Eve were first created, Adam was put to sleep, the Bible says, and the Lord, out of the closest place to his heart, the rib, made Eve, made woman. And he put her in the garden, and he said to Adam, okay, you name her. Now, he should have said Anna, but he didn't. He chose the name Eve, which means woman, which means mother, actually. It means mother. Eve literally means mama. God gave Adam this responsibility of naming her, and together they procreated and began this, this world that we live in. Isn't it interesting that he didn't name her wife, spouse, he named her mother. Mother of all the living is literally the, the translation, the literal meaning of that name. There was a form, there was a Martin Luther who was a uh, theologian and reformer in the early church history. He said that the title mother is the greatest ornament on a woman. The term mother is the greatest ornament on a woman. It's been called the sweetest name this side of heaven. Mother. Right now as I say that, all of you right now are thinking of memories, good and possibly bad, of a mom that you may have had, of a mother, of a mother influence that you had. Let me look at, and let's look at what Solomon, the most wise man in the world, said in the book of Proverbs. And this is where I'm going to begin my reading in Proverbs chapter 31. And this is... I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but you must read this. Moms, husbands, if you're here, read this to your wives if you can. Proverbs chapter 31. It's not a long chapter, but I'm going to start reading in verse 25. I want to read a couple of verses. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. With strength and dignity. Proverbs 31 and verse 28. Skip down a couple of verses to 28. Her children arise and call her blessed. Blessed. Amen. That, that paints such a beautiful picture of what a mom is supposed to look like. Now, let me tell you this. We all know what heroes look like. We know that policemen and firefighters and so forth are, are, are heroes in our life. Or at least they should be. Amen. Can I add another hero to that list? That is the moms that brought you into this world. A mom is a hero. All of you moms right now that are in this room can raise your hand and say, there was pain in that process. There was a process of, of pain to bring you forth. She is a hero to each of you as children, to me. Being a mom brings out the very best in a woman. Because it requires the greatest of responsibilities and the highest of priorities in order to do it right. What is the value of a mother, you say? What is the value of a mom? 
Can you even put a price tag on it? Uh, do you know that there are studies that try to put a price tag on the value of a mom? And listen to what they said. Uh, they, de they did a study to determine what the salary would be for a mom in today's world. If you added up all the things that a mother does, this particular study determined that her value and salary would be $187,000 a year. Can you believe that? $187,000 a year. And if your husbands, if you're sitting next to your wife, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tap her and say, thank you, Lord. Some of these jobs that were included in this study were a chef, child care worker, registered nurse, financial planner, dietitian, property manager, social worker, housekeeper, psychologist, and much, much more. Amen? Psychologist, I think, is the greatest one. How many remember going to your mom for advice or just having her just drip words of wisdom back to you and going, okay, I'm not losing my mind or uh, I'm on the right track. You can also add the following list to the tasks of being a mother. Kissing a boo-boo. Rubbing Vicks Vapor Rub on your chest if you had a cough. How many remember that? We had that growing up. Making that special meal for your birthday. Hugs. That special touch. Kisses on the cheek. Cheering you on the sidelines if you were involved in sports. Cheer your loudest supporter. And then finally, warm, fresh flour tortillas when you got home from school. Oh wait, that was just our household, Ruben. Oh my goodness, I could go on and on and on. You see, it's impossible to total up the value of what a mom really brings. You can't add that up. There is no number that you can put on there. I don't care how many business classes you take. There is no number you can put on that. Money can't buy a mom. There's no price tag that could equate to what a Christian mom can do. But see, the most important thing, and I listed all these wonderful attribute tasks that women do, but the most important thing that moms can do is to share the faith with your children and grandchildren, with your nephews and nieces, with your little brothers and little sisters, and on and on and on. Every child is a gift from God. And let me just say this, there are no accidental children. There are no accidents from God. There may be accidental parents, but you are not an accident. Let me just tell you that right now. God formed you in the womb. He knew you in the womb. He knew you from day one of conception all the way until you were born. God had a plan and a purpose for you. You are not an accident. So get that out of the window or out of the way right now. You are a gift from God. And then God placed you in a home, hopefully it was a loving home, where that mom nurtured you. And dad did too. Yeah. Amen. You know... We nurture them, we nurture our children, and they become who they are, but not simply by nature, not simply by genetics, because I come from a good family, therefore my children will be a good, outstanding member of this community. That's not the way it works, as you all know. It comes from nurturing them. The, the hours you spend, moms, 
even dads, but today it's, it's our mom. The hours you spend just speaking to them. And, and at that moment realizing they're, they're ignored or they're, they don't even think I'm worthy of speaking to them. And how many moms know what I'm talking about today? Because our children go through a pattern, go through a season, go through a cycle where, you know, when we're adults, when we're parents, they don't want to listen to us. They don't think anything we say is cool enough for them or applicable to them. Don't worry, parents. It comes around, and it comes around in a full circle at some point. Hang on. Amen? But here, here's the truth. God gave us children. They are unique. They are precious. And God has a plan for their lives. And you are to nurture them. You get to make an eternal difference in their lives. What an awesome privilege that is. You get to make an eternal difference in their lives. More than that, he wants, the Lord wants the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ to go on and to live in your children and in your grandchildren. It's great when you bring them to church. You're, you're showing them the way. You're teaching them. And hopefully this isn't just once a week. I mean, how terrible would it be if we just ate once a week? I mean, we'd be all dying. We'd literally be dying. And believe me, I made up for all you that have not been eating this week, this past week. So again, every one of us have to contribute to our children, especially moms. Every child is moldable at a young age. And then they get to that age where they're not so moldable. There's, they're not willing to listen to your words as quickly because they now have opinions, which we need to respect. Amen? But... Here's, here's the, the point again. Living as an example of God's amazing grace of Christ in your life is what moms should be showing to their kids. Not perfect. There are no perfect moms. We all know that. There are no perfect people out there. But just giving your best and showing them and nurturing them. Amen? Let, let me read another scripture to you found in Acts chapter 16 and verse 1. And I'm reading out of the NIV. These verses are in the NIV version. Listen to uh, what's described here in Acts chapter 16 and verse 1. Paul came to Derbe and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. You see, I'm going to stop there. Timothy's mother influenced him. Timothy, one of the disciples, was raised by a believing mom. He went on to do great things, Timothy did. He was one of the original 12 disciples of Christ. But it started with his mom, who was a believer. Do you see, there's so many places in the Bible where it references the woman in the life of a young person or an adult. It started with the mom. It started with the mom. Amen. Timothy's mom received Christ into her life and helped develop and nurture this man. She didn't know he was going to go on to write some of the books of the Bible. All she did was impart the faith into her son. And God did the rest. Amen. We All we're supposed to do is just water that seed. Water that seed. God and the Holy Spirit will make the difference. Amen. And that's what you and I have seen through our children. She taught him the word of God growing up. 
And as a result of that early teaching, he became wise unto salvation. Let me read to you another scripture found in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. And it says this, And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Did you catch that right there? This is the responsibility again. And, and moms, I'm speaking to you today. Again, it says, And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. It is your responsibility, mom, to share that with your children, to share that with your grandchildren. There's something special about having grandchildren. How many parents would say amen to that? And, and one day, if you don't have them, you will have, hopefully, grandchildren where you can bless them and then send them along their merry way. Amen. That is the biggest blessing to have your grandkids with you and to be a blessing to them and to see them soak that up and then they go on their way. They will never forget those things you impart in them as young children. In fact, if you ask my, my girls, they can still tell you of, of different memories they had in Sunday school classes or uh, classroom teachings, maybe even Bible studies at home. They have memories of those things that they have never, ever forgotten. That is because we serve a mighty God, amen, who plants something in each of our children. But here's the thing. We cannot expect our faith to live beyond us unless our faith first lives within us. Our faith has to first live within us. In other words, is your faith real? Is it real? Is it a genuine faith? How many know that children... They know when you're not being real. They know. They can sniff it out like a hound dog. Better than a bloodhound. They can tell when you're not being real. They can pick up when you're not consistent. When you say one thing and do another. They, they can call you out a mile away. Children are very good at that. So that's a, that's a challenge for not only moms, but parents as a whole. To live a genuine faith-filled life. Godly moms and dads teach their children to live the Christian life on a daily basis. It's not just uh, do as I say, not do as I do. It shouldn't be that way. We can't expect our children to accept and adopt our faith if we're not living it. Amen? Let me share this scripture, and I've always loved this scripture found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuter Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. It says this, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, when you're sitting at home eating flour tortillas, when you're sitting in the car on the way to church. I'm ad-libbing now, okay? When you're going on your way to school, and on and on and on and on. Did you catch that, parents? It was speaking to each of us. Impress these things on your children. It's not 
the church's job to do that, although that is what we do. That is what Pastor Rick does. That is what Pastor Anna does. That's the responsibility in your home. Amen? And that is a privilege. That is a blessing to have. Mom and dads, our children don't want us to be perfect. And they don't expect us to be perfect. They just expect us to be consistent. Amen? Consistent. I see a lot of parents and moms sometimes that are trying to be too perfect. Trying to be what they're not capable of being. God only created you to be you. And He wants you to be just consistent and real every day in your life. Amen. Amen. If our faith is real, if we have the real thing, it'll be infectious and contagious. Your children will want that. Those around you will desire it. Being a mom is a beautiful and a wonderful assignment. But it's also important to be strong in your faith. And I believe, again, that it's vital that we lead our children in faith at the earliest possible age. At the earliest age of understanding, it's important that you and I convey that message to them. As we impart and plant that seed in them, you can watch them grow. You can see those moments as they grow, those tender moments of them receiving it and them, them giving it out back to you. Amen? Especially when they're young and when they're so open and tender and, and soft and sponge-like and they just soak everything up. How many remember those days? Maybe some of you are still living those days. Maybe you have grandkids that come over and just soak it up. Those days only exist for a little while and you have such an influence in those, in those seasons of life. And let me remind you, they will come around in a full circle and they will complete. It may not be there right now. You may not feel like it's, it's working, but let me just remind you moms, stick with it. Be faithful. Be consistent. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 18. Let me read another scripture found in Luke chapter 18. And verse 17. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. It's a pretty strong language there. The Bible is telling us that we must have a childlike faith. And I could go on and on. That's a whole other sermon about children, about how they can haggle over a toy right now and in Two seconds, be playing together over here on this other side. But we as adults, we throw so much junk into that. We harbor resentment. Now I'm angry. Now I'm mad. And, and on and on and on. That's a whole other sermon. Just suffice to say that the Lord says, we will never enter the kingdom of God unless we have a childlike faith. Amen. Is your faith today childlike? Moms, are you, are you showing that to your children? Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. That's strong language there. Let me just remind you, moms, dads, we lead our children to Christ not by forcing it down their throat. Not by ever forcing them to do something they don't want to do. I guarantee if you ever try to force something on them, they rebel 
and they go in the opposite direction. They receive it by grace just as you did. The same way you and I did is the way they will receive it. We don't give our children faith by guilt, but by grace. You must show grace on them. There are seasons where it's like this, and they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to hear you. But God wants to remind you today, it is by grace that they will receive that message. Amen? It is by grace, because that's how you received it. God didn't shove anything down your throat, because there will come difficult seasons with your children with your grandchildren. And you have to remain faithful. Just like our God is faithful to each of us. How many are thankful for that? Amen? Amen. Let me just share this statement here. And I forget who said this, but religion and rules without a relationship will equal rebellion in a child's life. Let me say that again because it's so important. Religion and rules without a relationship will equal rebellion in a child's life. And we know far too many people that are only religious and only bow down to rules, but have no concept of a relationship. And I feel for these people that have yet to discover what that relationship is all about. Because that is everything, is everything. So moms, give your children, give your families a genuine and godly faith, a personal faith. Share stories with them of how good God has been to you, what God's done for you, what you've seen God do in your life for others. Let me ask you, moms, today, do you really have a personal faith in Jesus Christ? And if so, are you giving it away to your children? Are you sharing that? with your children and grandchildren. See, this is the Lord's will for you and I, the, the following scripture, which I'm going to read. I've got two more scriptures and I'm going to close. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. Paul here was saying that his prayer for us was that we would be rooted and established in love. And that comes from moms nurturing children from infancy on up. That is the Lord's will for you and I. And then Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. And this is the New King James Version. It reads this way. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Now how is a child to receive the message of Christ richly? It comes from you, Mom, and you, Dad. But it comes from you. you. You have to nurture them. You have to lead them. You have to show them. How many believe we reap what we sow? We reap what we sow. Amen. That is a not a, a truth of the world. That is just a plain truth in our natural world. It's just a plain truth. Not just in the Bible. It is a truth that we will reap what we sow. Moms, our children need to see that the love you have for Jesus Christ is deep down in your soul and in your heart. And it's real 
and it's lasting. In turn, that same love you've shown for God will be poured out upon your children and grandchildren. May not be evident at times, but let me just remind you, there is this circle of life that there's this completion that happens. And you'll see it fulfilled in your life at some point. How many agree with me on that? That you will see it fulfilled. If you're praying for that still, you will see it completed. Amen? Why don't you stand with me this afternoon as we close this afternoon. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.